Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we're back at you. Sound Surfers, episode three. All the podcast, the podcast, Woo-hoo! baby. Here on iHeartRadio doing Ready. our thing. Yes, yes, yes. My name is Rob Hunter. James is here. What up, James? What's good, y'all? Y'all already know what it is. James of the United States. James, to my <laughs> left. <laughs> I just, I'm, I live in the U.S. too. <laughs> Malcolm I'm, of the U.S. Malcolm of the U.S. Well, but albeit. It's, yeah, but it's, it, you know, it's just not the same. You can't bite it. Yo, Malcolm. I want to be Corbin of the United States. Corbin of the United States? Why not? All right, so this podcast is just going to get renamed. Yeah. Codus, Modus, Rotus, Jokes. <laughs> <laughs> And we are all of the United States. <laughs> oh, the United States. Making we, America we great are the again. Only ones, we are the only ones of our names in the United States. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think we are trying to make America great again. Sonically. <laughs> I like that. I'm Bam. Saying. I like that. I'm just saying. That's our tagline. Make podcasts and America great again at the same time. Pretty much. That's kind of how it works. I'm saying. That's how we do. I think we're doing a damn good job of it. Though. All right. So what we do on this, I agree with you. The four of us love music. So we listen to music all week long. We get ready for this podcast. What we do is we're going to go through some news. We're going to run through an uh, album review of David Bowie's last album called Black Star. Then we've got a dope list for you. A dope A list for you. Dope AF, if you will. Yes. Oh, man. Yes. Corbin coined it Beach for the Sheets. And I think we can figure out where we going with that. Let me drop that voice down a little bit. Oh, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) It's time for the chocolate hour right here on the podcast. Yeah, so we're going to do that. And then we're going to hit you with our homework assignment that James has given us for the week. Yes. Maxwell's what? Urban Hang Suite. I think the full album is just titled Maxwell's Urban Hang Suite, but yeah. Yes. Maxwell's Urban Hang Suite. I'm yes. looking forward to Golden hearing what y'all right think there. about all this stuff today. But the big news of the week, we got all excited after we recorded episode two because there was news. Like nothing but a few hours exactly. right after we recorded. It was terrible, but Kendrick's untitled, unmasked. Kendrick Lamar, the man who, he's the most famous rap star right now. I'd say so. Yeah. I'd say so, rap. Yes, rap, rap ki- stuff ki- of rap, ki- ki- of rap. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Of rap, Kendrick is. Yeah, because people, write, yeah, oh yeah, like he's there. Well, I just spoke like yoga. Yeah, <laughs> Yoda. Well, you know, it's funny because like you see people are right now. I, I think it's like kind of Drake and Kendrick on the top, right, of the new generation. But it's it, and I get in the debates kind of often with you know, well, who's better, Drake or Kendrick? And it's like Drake is more, I think, like artist in pop, more like. You know, Drake, and this is nothing to knock him. Like, he's proved that he can get on anything. He can get on Rihanna work, you know, make mm-hmm. a reggaeton yeah. song. He can get on pop songs. He can get on house tracks. He can get on, like, Drake is so, so versatile with what he can do with, with his voice and with For his sure. rhymes. But Kendrick is very rap and very fundamentals of hip-hop. And that's why it's like he's my favorite, like, rapper. He's, like, the favorite rapper right now. He's the king of the rap. Old school game. Compton right there. Oh, Absolutely. man. And, mm-hmm. and, and just, like, just glowing with it. You know what I'm saying? Just killer. So he comes out, drops eight untitled songs, leaves them both untitled. And I think, James, you wrote on Twitter, I hope he leaves them just that way. Untitled yeah. oh, one, absolutely. untitled yes. two. Oh, yes. man. I, I really hope they all say untitled, man, because that, that, that's the beauty in them, man. Like, the fact that he didn't create – I really like the idea of him just creating these, these, these songs just to – 
you know, just off of ideas and not even not even wanting to sell them. Or e- even though like even though he's making it into a CD now, which he actually just dropped the news for last night. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think the fact that they're just untitled is beautiful. Exactly. And especially the fact that he had already dropped uh, two of the songs that are on here. He did on the last episode of Colbert, Untitled 03 was the one he did on the last episode of Colbert. And then he did Untitled 2 on, on Fallon. Fallon. And those were just both amazing performances. Yeah. And I, I remember I ripped the audio from Untitled 3 and I like <laughs> I have the audio on my, on my <laughs> iTunes. Like I can listen to it whenever I want. Oh, but man. to hear it on this album was incredible. Oh, dude, You know, without a doubt. And you know the cool thing with the whole Kendrick thing, it's like, his worst stuff, like the <laughs> things that didn't make the cut, are still better than your favorite rapper's right, best. Right, right. Like, that's what's trippy about Kendrick, and and it's true. It, the album's crazy. Side note: it's also available now on physical copy at Zia. Shout out to our local record store. Oh, so it's at Zia. It is at Zia. Oh, I know exactly. Only on what I'm vinyl, doing though, right? You can only get it on vinyl, which is fine. But yeah. you can only get. It. I'm okay with that. Bring that's back funny. the vinyl. Thought, oh yeah. He, uh, yeah, he said they were re- literally like last night. They said they were rele- uh, releasing a merch package for it. It was like a T-shirt, vinyl, and CD. And oh my god, check the Zia Twitter because Corbett actually tweeted at him. <laughs> Corbett asked them yesterday, like, "Are you guys gonna have it?" They said, "Yeah, we'll have it tomorrow." Talk about yesterday. Yeah, that's how I know. Shout out to James. <laughs> Shout out to James Corbett. That's my best friend in the whole wide world. Literally, <laughs> that's my best friend. My best. So friend. while James is gathering his stuff together, we got all excited. I first heard about this through Malcolm's. Twitter feed. I was oh, like, Kendrick's man. dropping an EP tonight. I'm so sorry, because I was all capitals. Like, no, I, was, I, yeah, I totally got that energy out of it. Oh. So we all kind of got excited about it. I didn't get a chance to hear it until the next day, because I go to bed early for sure. my real job. You know what I mean? But Corbin, you said you got up early 5 a.m. You pumped it on, too. So. Well, yeah, I, I do the same thing. I have yeah. to be in here kind of early, mm-hmm. and I was, you know, I got the, I saw everything going, basically the internet exploded. Oh, you man. know, Facebook, to Twitter, everything. Yeah. Everybody's tweeting out everything about KDOT. I'm like, oh, and it was already about 1030 at night when I saw it. And I was like, I got to go to bed. I got to wake up early. But I used to wake up around five anyway. So first things first in the morning, put that on. And it's good. It's, it's very really good. good. And I was reading a lot of Internet chatter about it, uh, how they were everybody's comparing it to the life of Pablo because it was another release that just came out recently. And how everybody's saying that K-Dot can drop a better album that's untitled and unmastered than the life of Pablo. You can't compare. Them. I know it's it's, uh, it's yeah. one of those things. Yeah, okay. Because one's that, an album with a concept behind it. One's yeah. just hey, I recorded these. By the way, I want you guys to hear them. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It, they 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 were to pimp a butterfly throwaways, man. Album, the songs that didn't make the cut. Pimp, yeah. pimp, hooray! Uh, pimp, pimp, hooray! That's, <laughs> that's the name of the <laughs> album if, for me. If it's gonna <laughs> yeah, have an album, it has to be. Pimp, <laughs> yeah. be because he says that a whole bunch of times. Oh, like you man. know, you heard that like when oh, you drew, yeah. you listen to Untitled Two, and right at the beginning of it, you're like, what is that? And at the very end, you're listening and you're thinking like, is that? Pimp, pimp, and you're getting like real stank face. You're like, is he saying pimp, pimp, or is there an M in there? Like, yeah. what's going down? Yeah. Pimp, pimp, oh, hooray! Man. My, like, I, I tell you, like that. The album EP. Wait, how do we define this? It's I an mean, album collection of music. So it is Shoot. an album. It's considered an album. So what defines? I mean, yeah, an he's album. selling it. Yeah, I, I don't even really know the. The yeah, logistic answer for that. Yeah, I literally think it's just if you sell it, it's an it, album. Maybe we could call an extended play an EP because well, there's yeah, eight songs. Right. But well, exactly. I, I thought it was more EP than album. Right. Nonetheless, it's a body of work. It's a project that is a one since day one. Word of Kendrick. It just no like it's, it is so good. I mean, and it's still it's one of those things that's still challenging thought. And it shows Kendrick's versatility too. You know, like there's there's jazz joints, there's mm-hmm. trap joints on there, like that levitate, levitate, levitate. Right. Like, oh my it god, it is so good. They got to the point. We were right down the street here at Speedy Street Tacos. <laughs> 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 this might have been after a few 
a few rounds of a of of Hennessy. Can't even lie. Yes, we was off the Hennessy. I'll throw it out, but uh, I, I wasn't. I was driving. Uh, let, like let me throw that let's out. Clear that up. Yep. Yeah, let, let, let's clear that up. Hennessy for everybody else. Yeah, Hennessy for everybody else <laughs> in the car. But we, we were getting tacos at the drive-through. Like it, you know, probably like third go round of the of, of the of the project of Kendrick's. And the the was that track six untitled six yeah yeah, yeah. it's unti- it it's actually on. untitled seven oh it's yeah, untitled it's seven one, right? yeah untitled six has CeeLo Green on it oh, and that one is that. actually really good it's good dude really good CeeLo's personal life is one thing but I'm sorry <laughs> right? like music wise CeeLo was still a one I love CeeLo Green I've been dancing CeeLo since Goody Mo B back you know in the Atlanta days yeah, like, I gotta man. take it but yep. we're we're pulling up to this drive through and untitled seven comes on and the beat hits and I look back at James and he goes. I need to get out the car. <laughs> and he just gets out the car. And like, do you remember, we just like, we just like look at him. Like, and he, pause. Oh, dude, I turned it up so loud. And we're trying to order like burritos and tacos. And this dude is out just like, ah, ah. And he's like, he's like, like James lost his, oh, he lost his Man, bottles. okay, I was off Henny. And I was listening to Kendrick. Like, oh, I was dude. so channeling him. You were right in your there. element, man. Oh, like, absolutely. It, had I not known where you were from, I was like, he's probably from Compton. Like, <laughs> yeah, straight, up, straight out of Compton. <laughs> straight out of Compton. So here's what I liked about it, other than the content of it, because I agree, the content's good. We all have clips that we'll play for y'all in just a minute, too. Yeah. I just like this. This is the way the music game is changing. The, credit Beyonce for this. Beyonce dropped that surprise album, what, two yeah, years ago? Yeah. Now everybody's kind of like, hey, this is, this is a really good idea. Mm-hmm. Because... When you're an artist and you're not selling as many albums as you used to, as you know, back in the '90s, back in the '80s, or whatever, because the games change. This is what you do: you stay relevant by dropping stuff on the internet. People will get it. People will get excited about. It. I mean, look at all four of us here. Oh, we man. want to listen to it as soon as possible. It's crazy. Exactly. It, like it, it's it's guerrilla marketing. You know what yes. I'm saying? Like, it, and it's and it's amazing. I think, yeah, because like the the content goes without saying. It, it was awesome. Still a look, and I still think that it kind of resonates with the theme of Timber Butterfly. It's still kind of yeah. It, you- you can tell, uh, like the foreshadowing, like musically, you can hear the foreshadowing oh, of yeah. Pippa Butterfly, yeah. and all, all over this thing. See, but really. some of this stuff was recorded in 2013. Yeah, you know? like so that Untitled still Three. Could, it still could be stuff from Good Kid, Mad City. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. but I think I think it's a hodgepodge. You know, like I think you hear some of Good Kid, you hear some of Timothy Butterfly, you hear influences because uh, e- even on Good Kid, Mad City had maybe like I I don't know if you dis- define Mad City as like a a trap joint like the song Mad City. Yeah, yeah, like right. it's not exactly trap, but it's like but you hear elements. It's very of, classic. Yeah, boom bap. It's classic boom bap, and right. you you hear elements of Timothy Butterfly, you hear elements of Good Kid, Mad City, but I'm also hearing like. Kendrick also just wants to prove, yo, I can rap over a trap beat. Yo, I can just, I, I like, I can, I can just spit like, cause that Levitate song, it's not exactly like as jazzy or as thought provoking as Untitled. Uh, what, what's the last track? Yeah, untitled Eight. Untitled. What's it called? I also like the symbolism too, because you know we've talked about this. The, yeah. the album names and song names don't mean as much to me anymore because I don't have the actual album to look at like yeah. I used to study as a kid. Yeah. So I just like it's Untitled Eight. It's just yeah. Song Eight. You know what's even more interesting now, and I think it's still reminiscent of, of how we, we we felt about music back in the '90s or before. But it's I was mad when I was trying to to look at the album info i was, try, I was trying to see him like who, who, right. who, who produced this i want to know who like it was Soundwave on it was CeeLo on it was C- uh what was SZA on it like because you hear these certain artists and you're like oh i think thundercats on that mm-hmm. oh I, I think flying lotus was on that track like Kamasi Washington. man okay there were actually oh he has to oh, oh he's he all has, over it he's all he's over all, it there's like uh dj booth shout out to dj booth they did uh they actually got a list there's 20 uh, featured collaborators on it, and yeah. they got the list from TDE. I can't remember. Oh, I wish I had it up. But oh man, yeah, I no, did there's see like that. 
20 different collaborators yeah. on it. And it's that like they're all Kendrick homies and stuff. But man, great piece of work. Yeah. Okay. These clips, though, we just got like, we, we, we have to talk about this because there is Kendrick still proves that even though these are old tracks, it, in old as in two years at because two, three years he did date them all too he, he, he put did, untitled uh, eight right. and then the date untitled yeah. one the date so just yeah. just to give you that point of reference from kendrick and even though like some of our i guess older by definition they're still like so relevant and they, they just feel new they like they feel so progressive still and it's crazy to think that kendrick was in that space yeah even those years ago he's a forward thinker he always oh, has yeah. been oh yeah that's why everybody loves him you know, that's why Dre and everybody co-signed him so many years oh, ago. Sure. He's a forward thinker. He tells stories. He's mm-hmm. good at it. When oh, yeah. you think about who is influenced by Kendrick Lamar, so if you're a young rapper, too, mm-hmm. and you're influencing Taylor Swift from one side of things, David Bowie and Blackstar, in the album we're going to review in a few minutes, said he was listening to Kendrick Lamar's To Pimp a Butterfly. Oh, yeah. So right, you, got, right. you got these cats like Taylor Swift and David Bowie listening to Kendrick Lamar's album. Mm-hmm. That's how important and relevant musically he is. Oh, yeah. And that's why he can drop untitled eight tracks and go, yo, this is what's happening. Yeah. And, and instant, instant hit. Instant, you know, number one. It, I mean, I, I don't even know how much it sold yet because it, it technically was just streaming at first. Yeah. You know? It's but, projected to go number one, too, on the Billboard charts. Of course it is. I, I'm curious to see if a radio single comes out of this. You know, because I, I mean, I it has potential hmm. to. I, you know, people really, I think, what is it, Untitled 7 with, with Levitate, Levitate, I saw that it started kind of trending, you know, and not to the point where it was a hashtag being used, but my entire timeline for a week was just people saying, like, <laughs> Levitate, <laughs> Levitate, <laughs> Levitate, <laughs> Levitate, <laughs> like, for a straight week, I was just like, wow, like, I, and I think that's one that, like, I'm like, if you turned on your radio and heard that song, for sure. You, you'd go crazy. Yeah, you'd lose you, it. You'd hop out the whip and start dancing. Like, I'd be like, you know, screw this. Like, Hennessy or not, doesn't matter. Oh, it, it, does, it doesn't. It doesn't, man. Like, I'll be sitting here at work at my desk, and, I, and that song comes on, and I'm just like, okay, I might need to, like, just turn the song off because mm-hmm. I'm about to flip this desk. <laughs> See, but the thing is, if they put that on the radio, there's that, that track is three different songs. Yeah. It's not just See, yeah, Levitate. They, it's two other songs. Yeah. Yeah, so that whole thing. They would like, have to clip that. You can't play that on the radio. Half that you can't even play on the radio. Cause it's true. Yeah, the no, they content. just have to get that two and a half because the whole thing's like eight minutes long. Yeah. And yeah, then true. honestly, after the pa- after the two and a half, like there's nothing that's even like radio. Well, that that would even be radio friendly. Yeah. Just like you were saying like that, the content wise, it probably right. wouldn't. But I don't know. Which there's- may not be what he wants anyways. He may just wants this kind of underground sort of let Twitter hear it, let Spotify hear it, let everybody hear it. Mm-hmm. Keep it off the radio for that regard. Oh yeah, because you can get it anywhere else. Yeah, crazy. We're gonna go pick it up. I want to like hear these clips. I want to know what like what you guys thought about it. I remember my clip, kind of, sort of. Corbin, what, what what did you pick? <laughs> we can start there. All right, we can start with me. Yes, my personal favorite song on the album is "Untitled 7. Uh, because yes. it is the three tracks, and I do like the middle part how it's spoken word and it's him free. His he's not even freestyling; he's just talking. They're having like a conversation. Yes. Yeah, it, that's what makes it so good because it's. It's called Unmastered, too. Untitled Unmastered. Mm-hmm. And the right. whole Unmastered part, they're just hanging out in the studio, just jamming out. And he's just freestyling and having a good time. And you could tell, in my personal opinion, I think he's probably had a few shots of Henny himself. And uh, he's, probably, this yeah. is where the recording is <laughs> happening. So, but it goes to rappers jam have jam sessions, too. Yeah. That's what they do. It's not just, you know, Pink Floyd or whatever. And it's so good, you know? Like, that's that's the part that I that made this album, to me, made me made it feel just not polished and i think that's my personal opinion favorite favorite thing about this album is that it's unpolished and unfinished so i'm gonna play my clip from untitled seven <laughs> i don't wait you down there for you see 
It's the best part right here. They say the government ain't the truth, 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 truth. <laughs> and the politicians always mislead the youth, 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 youth. See, I like that part because he's saying he's talking about the government. He's still yeah. being like right. forward in yeah. his freestyle, saying that they're bl- they're misleading the youth and. Yeah. That's the whole concept of pimp the butter to pimp a butterfly, exactly, yeah. and he's still in that vibe, and yeah. you know he's just chilling there. Whoever it is, it's but it's so raw. It's so raw. It's so raw. It's very bluesy too. It's got that old yeah. school like nineteen yeah. thirties bluesy yeah. sound. That's what, and that's what I meant by like those foreshadowings of like to pimp a butterfly. Uh, he like it, that's prevalent all over that album mm-hmm. for sure. You no, know, it was awesome. I even love like like I, I wish that clip could go longer because I like what he goes. This is when the choir comes in. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he like he plays up the that's girl part. Raw, oh, yeah. <laughs> but the, the, another thing that this song plays off of is Untitled Four. Mm-hmm. Because on Title Four, he's talking about head is the answer, yeah, yeah. and you know that's another illusion, the sexual illusion, and just in that, and the fact that he wants you to be smart and yeah. think. Yeah. So you know he's playing off his other songs on this album, which makes it even more cohesive too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With that, it's not just eight random songs. Here, yeah. here's eight random songs that exactly. I recorded that are still all connected somehow. Yeah. yeah. I, right. Exactly. I'm still, I'm still not throwing any words out there like on accident. Yeah. But he's not doing anything whack. Like right. I once heard. Uh, Run DMC say Andre 3000 never kicked a whack verse in his life. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Kendrick Lamar is not going to kick anything whack. He's, he's not going to kick anything crap. Right. Yeah, he's, he's not, not going to say anything if it's if it's going to yep. be whack. Yeah, right. exactly. I mean, because even when forward. when you look at some of the songs that he features on that are more like uh, like trap songs, like you know, if you hear like Vice City off J Rock's album, or even like um and Problems with, with with Two Chains and yep. Drake and and all that, like you know, yeah, girl, this is the finale. But like yep. even all that stuff, it's and like it's- he was pretty much talking about like just sex. But it was dope. It was still the dopest way to talk about it, girl. It was I don't know. The best verse. You know, yeah. still had the most memorable line on yeah, that still, song. Dude. And like, girl. And I love it because like, I'll, I'll be DJing like certain parties. I'm like, you know, and that's kind of one of those where I guess you consider it a throwback now. And I'll turn that, like, I'll turn the, the fader down, like, all that part. And Everybody just to hear it. a crowd of people say, Girl, I know you want this. Like yeah. it's like, oh, it's it gives me chills. I'm like, dude, Kendrick is king, man. You can't top it. Rob, your pick. What Actually, wait, wait, wait. Let's not go to Rob yet. Let's go to James. Okay. Just oh. just because I have something going on right. back here. Well, it, so I think James should go next. And here's okay. why how we do this. So we send our our clips to Corbin. So yes. the three of us, Malcolm, James, myself, we don't share them. Corbin has all the secrets. Yeah. So it's like a does. surprise for us. I know. So, so Corbin gets a surprise in the emails we send him. He does. And so you know, you're streaming these together. You know. And so I, like I'm I'm calling. You know what? I just want to know your order. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, James is next. James, tell us about your clip. Yeah, okay. So uh, this clip that I picked was actually from, because remember when I was talking about earlier, Untitled 3 was the one that he performed on uh, the last episode of Colbert. And just I just really love this song and just everything that he was talking about. And he, uh, it's really interesting how he does this song. He takes the... Every verse is a perspective from a different race. So the first verse is, uh, is like he's taking the perspective of, well, he's having a conversation like with an Asian man. And the Asian man's telling him, oh, like, you need to find, like, peace within yourself. You need to, like, be healthy. You need to do X, Y, and Z. And the Native American's telling him, you need to buy land. And the black man's telling him, oh, vagina's power. And then the white man tells him something pretty interesting. And that's what my clip is. 
a piece of minds. That's what the white man wanted when I rhyme. Telling me that he's selling me just for 1099. If I go platinum from rapping, I do the company fine. What if I compromise? He said it don't even matter. You make a million or more. You're living better than average. You're losing your core, following, gaining it all. He put the price on my talent. I hit the bank and withdraw. Hit the bank and withdraw. Hit the bank and withdraw. Put myself in the rocket ship and I shot for the stars. Look at what you accomplishing. What he said to the bar. I'ma make you some promises that you just can't ignore. Your profession anonymous as an artist. If I don't talk at your market, if you ain't signing your signature when I throw you my wallet a lot of rappers are giving up demo hall in the toilet your war tour your master's mortgage I need a piece your war tour your master's mortgage Judy was boring hello then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now Judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy Judy The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. I need a piece of it. That's what the white man is telling you. Yeah. Shoot. It just like that verse, just when I heard it on Colbert, when I was like actually listening. I don't even think I ever friend. digested that verse until Right. Now. See, yeah, exactly. And that was me for a while, like on Colbert. But then like, I was like, you know, let me like listen to what he said. And yeah, man, it's like, it's really crazy. And yeah. just actually Wants listening to, sell to that. sell you for 1099. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. The album is going to be if you, 1099. If you, if you, yeah. Right, exactly. I'm, I'm going to probably get his album as for 10.99. Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah, if, if, if I go platinum for rap and I'll do the company fine. But so. Right. Yeah. Oh so I, I just think that what he was talking about and just the things that he goes over in that song is just in that verse and really in that whole song is incredible. And the way so. he he just rides the beat. Like oh, that's yeah. Kendrick yeah. is phenomenal at riding a beat, any beat, whatever yeah. beat. He just matches his voice, uses it as an instrument with deep rhymes, which, you know, as a hip hop head, that's what I've been missing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, from the God. game for, for yeah, a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I mean just so excellent selection, excellent, amazing. I like. I think mine's like more instrumental than anything because like I was like the instruments and the sonics on this album. Of course, the raps they go without saying, so it's not that. But like, I just I felt strongly like in the energy of the clip that I, I don't know. Is Wait, Rob let, up next? Let's go, Rob. Let, let's go, okay. Rob. I don't. <laughs> I went with Untitled Number Eight, recorded on September six, two thousand fourteen. I went about a minute into the song. I'll explain why. Just a real simple reason for it in just a second. Corbin. First of all, that is like a West Coast hip-hop song. Right. This was like a throwback to... 
an homage to sort of a Dr. Dre, sort of like it's kind See, of a funky little beat. Absolutely. I definitely feel like he was like channeling George yep. Clinton with oh, this. Yep, and that's yeah, the other part. It's a, yeah, exactly. I feel like he influenced it, though, because he's he's been doing so many collaborations with Clinton, though. Clinton right, was on, right. was and, on and to the Butterfly, and, uh-huh. and, and, you know, with uh, what was the, the two Ain't that funking kind of hard on Ain't you? Ain't that funking kind of hard on you? Yeah. Yes. And that one's just incredible. Oh, but, dude. Yeah, that was just my simple reason. I just heard that song, and I was like, it just took me back in my memory to so many different places and so many different music journeys I've been. And you're taking now the, you know, as we talked about, probably as far as a rapper goes, the biggest one in the game, taking it back, like saying, yo, Mm -hmm. I know hip-hop too. Like, I'm not just some new cat coming around the block trying to change everything. I get it. But that's why Kendrick is so amazing because he knows the roots of hip-hop are more than just, like, New York City boom bap. Like, Uh it goes back to Gil Scott Heron. It, it, It goes back to The Last Poets. Like, it goes back to the to, to funk it goes back to yep. soul it goes exactly. it, it goes back from talking about that struggle and you know it's like that's why for me i'm so biased but being from the west coast one of like my favorite era and i'm not gonna say the best like but my best my favorite era in hip-hop was the g-funk era g-funk era was dope. Like, like, it, the like, best yes. the best because like it was finally like you're not hearing boom bap boom bap got so saturated so quickly and this it's is like boring. It, like, it, it, like you can't move to it. Well, it, like like you could bob your head, but you can't move yeah, to it. Yeah, man. What funk but does. like that's why like the yep. West Coast came through and said, "We're gonna make rap not only conscious, but we're gonna make it a party." Exactly. Right. You yeah. know, and we're gonna sample like like I'm sorry, but I'm a sucker for funk samples. Like you put a James Brown sample every time. Or, or a funk sample on it, I'm like I'm sure it's a number one. Why not? Yo, I was just listening to the nothing but a G thing sample. You know, Dre's ninety two. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I don't mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever actually heard the song. I yeah. listened to it literally yesterday and I was like, What am I oh, missing out yeah. on? Because I like to trace the roots too. Mm-hmm. I like to oh, go yeah. and do oh, that. Yeah. And I never had done it for that song and I was like, What? Hearing Stupid. the original sample for the first time will like every time I hear an original sample, my eyes get so wide oh, yeah, Exactly. Because oh, you're like tracing doubt. music history and you're like you're talking about, you know, the whole point of hip hop too is that mm-hmm. That, you know, you, you take poor kids at the time who couldn't afford instruments but right. had record players and were able to sample the beats. And that's the whole point of it. Yeah. And that's oh. so reminiscent of what West Coast G-Funk and is. And it, it exactly. puts you where, what mindset was the artist in when they were listening and they're like, you know what? I want to sample that one. Totally. Right. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, let's just sample Nina Simone from 1978. Uh, yeah. Like, what it, where are you at in your mind when you're putting that out? And oh, this yeah. is why it's Leon Haywood. Nothing but a G-Think samples. Leon Haywood's. I want to do something freaky to you. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, because I was looking for beats for the sheets for our list coming up, and I was like, that could be on there. <laughs> and then I heard the, wow. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. All right, we, before we get off topic, yes. we got to go with uh, Malcolm's. <laughs> Malcolm. Malcolm last. All right. Same track. Nice. End of the song. Untitled 8, September 6th, 2014. Why so sad? Walking around with them blue faces. I love how all of us are just bobbing our this, heads right yeah, now, like, man. Like, we're just, like, that's why it's like, like I want to get that chorus because I just like, I love like the Corbro Kenny alter ego that yeah. he creates in the song. It just this, this, like, this funk line is like. Oh, it's, it's so fresh. butter. It could have been it's on a Dre album in 95, 92. It could have been like, I'm yep. just like, I'm waiting on just like a, just a clip. Like, I don't even need an official studio. Just can I hear Dre or Snoop or Cube just hop on that track just because they can. Remix. Even put Anderson Park on it. Like, if, if, if oh, I'm talking yeah. about new God. school, man. And just, him singing that, just that same hook. Yeah. Him singing that same hook. Dude, just singing the same thing. Yeah. Like, with just, oh, I, 
I just got chilled. You know, people are going to eventually sample these. Oh, yeah. And now that the vinyl's out, there's going to be a lot of mixes that are going to be coming out of this. Mm -hmm. You already know that. No doubt. All right. So, Kendrick Lamar, the big news of the week. Let's real quickly just say that Dr. Luke, we talked about this on episode number two, Sound Surfers. He's working with Sony. He's working with Kesha, obviously. No more. Dr. Luke's been dropped by Sony. So, they're siding with Kesha. You know, even though the court case sided with Sony. Even though she's still trapped. And with Dr. Luke, it's cool, but he only had a year left in his contract anyway. So to buy his contract out and to buy him out, it wasn't that much off Sony. So I think they probably just dropped him. Just, okay, let's just not look yeah. like we're supporting. Right. I, I still give it one of these. Yeah, still, oh, of yeah, course. yeah, definitely good move by Sony because they could have just went with the money over morality. Yeah, oh, man. Well, when you think about the publicity too, and you got Lady Gaga, right. and you got Taylor Swift, and you got all these big female artists, Demi Lovato, whatever, mm-hmm. backing Kesha. Yeah. So you look bad if you're like, well, screw Kesha, whatever. So and hopefully t- they can work this oh, out. Yeah. And Sony's been under fire before. Michael Jackson flamed Sony. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like, dude, like they've never like Sony has not always been the best. So. I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully new chapter for everybody. And here locally, we record this podcast in Phoenix. The McDowell Mountain Music Festival happening this very weekend. Beck, the headliner, on Friday night. Kid Cudi on Saturday. And the Avett Brothers on Sunday. Some other alcohol kinds of great bands and artists, too. Tons, man. Gary Clark Jr. is going to be there. Animal Collective. Uh, Porter Robinson. It's yeah. going to be a crazy festival. I'm going to be it's there It's always as a well. good time there. I love that little festival. It's just really just down home. It's mm-hmm. chill. Always a good time. But yeah. all in the same week, and you have Viva Phoenix, too, which is wild. And there, it's like you got a DJ set from Biz Marquee, Crystal Castles, The Growlers, Africa, Vimbata is going to be here. Africa Vimbata is going to be here tomorrow. I'm just saying. What? Yeah. 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 What? Dude, Phoenix is lit. Like, suddenly. And then next week, we got Pot of Gold. Yep. Like, it's wild, man. Got to so. get our festivals in early because it gets, oh, yeah. gets hot real quick. Well, oh, festivals. Yeah. <laughs> Festival yeah. season is in full. And right now. you're going to South by Southwest next week. Next week. So, next episode Wednesday. four, we're going to have a recap of that from you, Corbin. I'm excited to, to hear what kind of shenanigans you get oh, into. Man. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm pretty excited for it. I'm kind of going with no plan. And gonna wing it. I'm about to give you a plan because there's artists that I need to live like that. That I need to see that you're gonna see for me, and I'm gonna live vicariously through you. Well, the thing is, is you have to RSVP (laughs) for all this stuff, which I'm RSVP'd for a lot. Mm -hmm. Is that you gotta just pray that you get in. So that's Hmm. what's gonna happen. I'm hopefully I get to see because I really want to see designer, good music. You know, I kind of want to see just. I actually want to see people that I don't even know about. Exactly. I'm excited to see people that none of us know about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. So you can bring Please, it to the next yeah. one. Sign us some homework, something exactly. way out of crazy left field. Yeah, we might need like two two homework assignments from from you, Corb, at the Southwest. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> the as South the adjudicator in the room, alone. yeah, you you might need two homework assignments. I'm just saying. Uh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> next item up, our review. So an album that's come out recently. We're going to review one every single week on Sound Surfers. This week we decided to go with David Bowie's Black Star. Obviously, David Bowie's last album. He recorded it knowing he was going to die from cancer. Mm-hmm. And you feel this on this album. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's real as well. You know, and, and, and you, you know, I, you've seen similar kind of albums from artists in the past, you know, like where their acceptance of like, hey, you know, I'm, I know I'm going to die. So here's my last gift to you. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I, I thought the album was so great. And it was heavily influenced. I mean, not heavily influenced, but like you hear Kendrick, you hear new school. Because even there's certain productions, I believe, I want to say like around track four or so, like Death, it sounded like Death Grips. Like, and Bowie has spoken mm. out about being a fan of Death Grips, which is crazy of all people. But you know, it's like David Bowie is so, he's always been ahead. 
he was always ahead of the curve. He was always about free expression, you know? And it's like, you can see the artists that he's touched in the world. You can see them today. You can see that he's touched Kanye. Like, with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Profoundly. Sure. You can see that he's touched Kendrick. You can see that he's touched Taylor Swift and Lord and these big name pop stars because before Kanye, it was David Bowie that said, it's okay to be different. Yeah, and way different. I mean, he's been in the music game for 50-plus years. Yeah. And not just as a musician, too. Like, that's the important thing with David Bowie. It wasn't just about music. It was about the artistry, the performance. Mm-hmm. It was about being androgynous at some point, yeah. you know, and just saying, am I a male or am I a female? Who gives a crap? Whatever. This is my music. This is what it is. And I, it was like a trip down memory lane. I'm not super familiar. I'm not a super huge Bowie fan. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I like Noah's hits. I love Let's Dance. Oh, Space Oddity is a dope song. Space Oddity is amazing. Yeah, exactly. Uh. But, you know, some of that deeper stuff, I don't know it. I never got into it. Yeah. But you can see this album sort of kind of go down memory lane in a lot of ways mm-hmm. while being forward-thinking still and experimental still because what I learned in, in researching this album, the first al- the first thing that David Boyd learned how to play was the saxophone because mm-hmm. he was listening to John Coltrane. Yeah. Right, and yeah, all- his, his, lo- his big brother put him onto that. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And there's a lot of saxophone in this. So it's like David Bowie looking from above, I thought, Saying, all right, I'm going to trace my whole musical life in this album, mm. and I'm going to the, the space themes going back to Space Odyssey, the saxophone themes to his early days, and that's what I really loved about it. And this was an album too that you listen to it at first, you might be go, it's a little off, like the the sonics are a little yeah. bit off. But once you start again reading the lyrics and learning yeah. about David Bowie, it makes complete sense. It makes total sense. And suddenly, like I remember because the first time I, I ran it through, I was just like, okay, a very very off center. Yes, uh-huh. I don't know how I feel about it. You know, but I listened all the way through it. It wasn't like it, it was like a total like torture to my ears or anything. But it was just like something I listened all the way through it, and I was like, "This is very off center. It's very left field, but it's very Bowie. Bo- Bowie's very, ever, yeah, he's, he's, very off centered and left field. Yeah, he's always been left field. He's always he always has. So you know, like when you, when you accept that by listening, you say, "Okay, I start to get it." But then when you start to hear it, you know, like even off from the top song, you know, like saying, "I'm not I'm I'm not a gangster." I'm a black yeah, star. Right. Yeah. It's like, whoa. And then like you start kind of trying to like you're like, so what what defines a black star? And then it's like, I think what helped me truly appreciate and actually end up liking the album to the point where it's it's actually in regular rotation for me now. Like it's something that I truly like to listen because it's very jazz tronic. So much so. It's very like it, That it, surprised it's, me. It's free flowing. It it's really free is. flowing. Yeah. You know I mean, what I'm saying? It's great. Which but, good jazz music is. Good jazz music is improvised. Oh, yeah, improv- that, that's all I never say the word. Yeah, it's always yeah. improv. Mm-hmm. It's just all right, I know generally just what I'm going to do. And just, instruments just yep. coming together yeah. in time mm-hmm. to make a sound. Yeah. And it's really cool because watching those short films that he that, that he made with it, the, the title track for Black Star, he has a 10-minute, because the, the track's 10 minutes, he has a 10-minute long, well, you know, it's a video, but it's definitely a short film. Mm-hmm. And when you see it, people were like, oh, it's satanic. No, it's it's actually kind of an homage to everything that he's done in his career. And the visuals that you see are like, it, it just, it's just out of this world. You know, he's dancing in it. He's like, he's he's cross-dressing again. He He's... You know, it's it's awesome. Like he's being I, himself, he's, he's being yes. himself. And there's scarecrows in it, which obviously, and they're on a cross. Which mm-hmm. you know, there's that the Satan thing, but there's the Jesus imagery. Yeah. You know, there's the man on the moon. There's the space odyssey mm-hmm. imagery. You know, there's the astronaut that's the dead astronaut in the suit, yeah. which of course he's dying. So you, you know, and you think this is what I thought of when I watched it. All those different imagery. You talk about the Satan, the scarecrows, yeah. the different biblical references or whatever. 
you all end up in the same place. Yeah. That's what I took out of it. So exactly. he's lived his journey. He's done all that stuff, and he's still dying. Mm-hmm. And here's this gift to you. That's what they yes. say. This is a gift to us. Mm-hmm. I, I thought the album was just, it, like you said, it's a compilation of him. This whole album, it, there's so many pieces that he actually used from his own songs. Like the last track, there's a harmonica piece on there that was actually on one of his tracks in, like, 1970. You know, so, like, that in itself, he's kind of paying homage to his own self. Sure. Which I I don't know I think it's clever it's very David Bowie and you know the album to me just really stu- it it struck a chord you know I had a I had a personal friend uh, two years ago pass away from cancer as well and oh, you know man. it struck a really hard mm-hmm. chord for me and you know and hearing like the song Lazarus and those those tracks really were very deep no doubt like I you know because that Lazarus song track number three on the album. Uh, this is what I got. Look up, I'm here. I'm in heaven. Is what I'm, right. I'm looking yeah, yeah, yeah. at. I'm looking gonna, at you from above. Uh-huh. I was gonna bring up how his symbolism on that song is really, really something uh, to like to marvel at. But yeah, musically, I'm definitely not the biggest fan of the way that it like sounds and like the way that it plays on ears. I think that's kind of you know like everyone has uh, expressed that. But I do like how he uses those instruments and those like different sonics and things to try to like provoke emotion out of people. You know what I'm saying? Like or just. Uh, get that emotion out of you sure you know like with those different like jazzy riffs and the very like it has a very like dark and like kind of i don't want to say depressing but you know he was dying so Absolutely. You know, there's definitely there's that an element of, of it mm-hmm. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah but you know i think the al- the album sounds as a whole it's devastating you know like the like it's that whole mood that's a great word for it because that i didn't think of that word until you just said that, but when I my first listen through, that's that's exactly that encompasses exactly what I was thinking. I was like, right. it's yeah. shocking because it's like asking someone the question, you know, you're going to die in a year. Yeah, what do you want to say? Exactly, exactly. You know, so definitely. Um, uh, yeah, that that was definitely something that I really liked. Yeah. about it. I, you know, and, and it, but I, I thought about the whole theme of it. Yeah, that, and there's no doubt. But it, you talk about look, song number four, which was brought up. It's called Sewer Season. It's very heavy, like it's guitar oh, yeah. heavy. Oh, like yeah. that kind of shocked me too, because I'm going through it. I'm hearing all these jazzy sort of, you know, not sonically matched, not harmonizing right, right. or whatever. And then that song comes in with the guitar, and then at the very end, it gets almost like a yeah, heavy rock say, song, right, a Metallica right. song that's, or something. That's mm-hmm. where the that's where the Death Grips influence comes in, you know, because Death. Grips now is- let's pause Death Grips. I'm not super familiar with the Death Grips. I'm a big Ooh, Death Grips man. fan. Death Grips, uh, they're, man, okay. They're avant-garde hip-hop. They are oh, heavy. That, that's that's perfect, avant-garde. And Dang, they really? do everything just free flow, and they're, they're, they're rapper, I would guess you'd say. He's... He's kind of a rapper, but he's more of a screamer. Yeah, I was like, I don't know up. if he's like but a rapper. They are considered but. experimental hip hop, and they're at the forefront of this this deep web movement, and they're very internet in very into the internet and very intense stuff. Like seeing them live, it's a whole other ball game by listening to them because it's very jarring. Yeah. They like to manipulate sound, like internet sound, like YouTube videos. They'll manipulate those videos into a beat. I remember Interesting. one of my favorite artists, Tyler the Creator, he he brought up how he listens to Death Grips and he imagines himself driving in his McLaren at 100 miles an hour on the free <laughs> driving in his McLaren at 100 miles an hour on meth. Like that's what that's what Death Grips sounds like. So going to a concert is like getting into Tyler the Creator's Ferrari, having him speed while he hands you a meth pipe and says go. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah, Interesting. that's what Death Grips sounds like. Fascinating. Oh, all right, I'm going to have to have check that out. But now that you say that, you definitely, in in retrospect, hearing that in that Sue or in a Season of Crime song with those guitars and like, oh, that's, you know, and Bowie's a rock. He's a rock guy. So I get it. But that was hard rock for even Bowie's standards, I thought. 
Yeah, well, he wanted to get that that feeling. He wanted that avant-garde, I want to be the future. And these guys, to him, you know, David Bowie's a forward thinker, always has been. And to him, Death Grips and that kind of sound is forward thinking. Yeah. And I personally think it is as well. Yeah. And, it, and then it, and then it's great as well, like how we were, like, we're talking about all these different musical influences that he has. And then he switches it up on, a, on I Can't Give Everything Away with like a very poppy, but like, uh, uh, well, not exactly poppy, but like a very synth heavy type of uh, like type of song. Yeah, almost like an '80s song or something yeah, with a couple yeah, of other elements so. in there. But yeah, definitely, definitely that. So overall, I just I it grew on me. This is similar story to Grimes from last week. This was an album at first listened because sonically I just wasn't used to it. Like my Absolutely. you know the, the melodies and the harmonies are just a little off. So your your head's kind of like, is this music or what, right, what is right, this? Yeah. But then, you you know, it's all about investigating. And that's what I think really good artists do. And I said that about Grimes, too, from last week's in her Art Angels album is artists who aren't just musicians are trying to take you somewhere and mm-hmm. trying to tell you something or have something to say, you know, about whatever's on their mind when they're recording. And in this case, with David Bowie's Black Star, it's I'm dying. Here's my final, my final message. Here's my final, as you guys called it, a gift to you. And that's really, you don't, you know, you know going in that he's dying, and you know the album's going to be about that. But when you really start to peel back, you know, when you start to peel the layers of the onion, oh, yeah. you're like, ah. And you can hear that in the music, but then actually listen close to his lyrics and what he's saying. Mm-hmm. You know, you might even have to look up his lyrics on, a, you know, like on Rap Genius or whatever yeah. or something. But like the stuff that he's detailing is crazy. Is crazy stuff he's going. But through. but but, but it's almost celebration. We yeah. should get into those clips. Yeah, because I think that's where. A lot of the meat and potatoes really is yeah. just like you said. It's in the clips. I'm sorry to cut you off there, man. No, no, no. You go. No, yeah, I, I was good. thinking that I before agree. I even started that statement. Yeah. So you're the clip master, Corbin. So Rob, let's start with you. Okay. My song was from song number six, which was "Dollar Days" is the name of it. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Obviously, the jazz, the saxophone there, the, the John Coltrane. Um, yeah, yeah, this just comes in. That's a, re- that's a real heavy jazz song. Oh I mean, that's God. a jazz song. And then the other part I just loved about it, that death run, I'm dying to. Because, again, we say that a lot. Like, I'm dying to hang out with you guys later tonight. Can't wait. But he's saying, I'm dying to because I'm dying, comma, to. And I just, I, I heard that with the jazz. And, again, knowing that the first instrument he played was the saxophone, this is his life, kind of in a nutshell, in a in a twenty eight second clip, mm-hmm. was that jazz my very beginning. Now I'm dying to, and off Chris, there was sixty nine years in between, or you know whatever. <laughs> he started playing the the sax at twelve technically, so fifty seven years in between, and that's what just hit me about that song was like, mm-hmm. 
wow, this guy took us on a musical artistic journey yeah. for 50 years, yeah. and now this is his second to last song on his album. But who better to throw their own funeral? Right. Or should I say celebration of life? You know, like, like I think an artist can only hope to be that poetic in, in, in their last days, especially being cognizant that they are dying. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. he, kn- he knew how prolific he was. He knew how big he was, but he also knew how screwed up the world was. Mm-hmm. He also knew how screwed up, like, you know, insecurity was in, in, in personal image and, in, 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 like, personal identity. And I think he, like, he just addresses all that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, he, he addresses all that in the album, and, and the, the visual accompaniment to it. You know, just is kind of what brought it to life for me. I don't think I got it until I in, in, until I was with the visuals. We should go with your clip next. Oh my god! So my my clip it, it's right off the title the, the title track, Black Star. Going into it, I kept asking myself, what what is a black star? You know what I'm saying? And I remember like what we were talking to our friend Dimitri about it, like black star. <laughs> and he's like, you mean like yeah. he's like you mean like gangsters? Talib, like, Talib Kweli at most. Yeah, I was like, no, 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 David Bowie, Black Star. And you know, you're asking yourself like, what is a black star? And it's like. I'm going to get in the clip because I think I, I understood a black star after, like, I pulled the clip. Somebody else took his place and bravely cried, I'm a black star, I'm a black star. Like, hearing, like, it, it's it's crazy. Like, he said, in, in the Via of Orman, right, stands in a solidarity candle at the center of it all, at the center of all your eyes. It's, I don't know, the, like, I, I see it now, I see where he was going. Like, a black star, it's someone, it's a standout. You know, he, like, I think black star kind of, it really embodied what he was. Black sheep-ish, black but star, sheep, yeah. like you're the star, star of the black right. sheep. You know, he, he, he's, he's like, I am different. I acknowledge that, mm-hmm. but I am the king of different. And the astrological connotation is the black stars last forever, so they leave their imprint on space. Yeah. So David Bowie's like, you know he's what? all into space. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. And that's why I loved that, too. Yeah. I loved that tie-in. And it's full circle. Yeah. You know, it's full circle to, you know, to space oddity. It, it, it brings it all together. And this album know? was completely different than all his other ones because oh, yeah. if you even notice the album art, album art this is the first album that he's ever made that didn't, that have, didn't have him on it yeah but and he's made like 20 some albums but when yeah, you really think about it think. he's a black star that black star is, is david him. bowie yeah and he, when you even really get into it if you if you guys read about like the symbols you know how there's pieces of the star yeah if you look at the bottom and you really think about it and look at it through a different eye they spell bowie Whoa, so it just says Bowie, yeah. So you got to look at the album oh, itself. Oh my God, so, I see it. So you know, Whoa. since for our listeners out there, you know, a lot of people use different uh, style, style, or what do they call fonts? Yeah. Their name. Yeah. This font is built into stars. So, this is incredible. Yeah, wow. Because I, I remember I, I was trying to do Holy different things. Right, we try to like connect the different parts of the stars <laughs> and like try to see if it made like one like Overlord stars of the book. Wow. Bowie. That's crazy. I, it's like it, sign language. I'm just now seeing it. It's like it. bra- crazy. Braille. Yes. Wow. Yeah, right. Interesting, right? Good look, Corbin. No wow. doubt. Wow. No doubt. That was nice. That was nice. That was yeah, awesome. that's impressive. I didn't pick that up either. I didn't pick that up at all. Oh, man. Oh, me, and, uh, me and a friend of mine, we, we were rapping about this album, my friend Johnny, and uh, he brought it up, and I we both looked at it, and we are like, oh, my God, this guy is so genius. This guy is. Wow. 
Yeah, right, there's David no doubt Bowie. about it. That's James, how you describe David Bowie. James, let's get in your clip. All right, so my clip. My clip is actually from... Let me pull up real quick. My, paint, my clip is from Girl Loves Me. Huh. It is the... It is the fifth track on the album, and Corbin, if you can get to playing. Yeah, so that's Girl Loves Me, man. I love that part just because uh, when when we first started reviewing this album, the the thing that I said that I had like a knock on was it didn't really play well on the ears. But um, musically, like that, that's one of the songs that I kind of clicked with the most. Um, I really so I love it from a musical point, and then I also like love what he's talking about in that song too. Like he, I I feel like he puts the most of himself into that song like he's detailing like hard pain and like going through heavy medication so you know he's talking about dying and stuff and just the way that his voice sounds like over that chorus specifically is like haunting almost mm-hmm. i agree know? yeah that's a good yeah. call so it's, it's almost like a death march that's it, how exa- i that's how i exactly. listen exactly and exactly. Uh, the part that stuck out to me about that particular song is he says where the f did monday go right yeah. and obviously we're all like wow that day flew by he's <laughs> saying wow i lived 69 years and my life flew by i did a lot of cool stuff but still yeah. and that's kind of a message to everybody too that mm-hmm. you know like the ferris bueller message if you don't stop and look around once in a while yeah. you could you could miss it yeah that's and, what i got out of that and there's line even those theories you know because he says where the f did monday go he passed away on sunday so he didn't even get a chance to see monday Oh my God! Wow. They're so trippy. That is trippy. Oh wow. man! Do you, like, do you think he pulled his old cord? He was like, "No, I gotta, yeah. <laughs> I, I gotta do this on Sunday." Like, or else it just won't make sense. The line won't make sense. I gotta pull the cord. No, it's funny because even the follow up to that, he said, "Like, yeah, where the after Monday go? I'm cold to this pig and pug show. I'm sitting in the chestnut tree. Who's who the f?" Got to mess with me. Right. Like, he was like, he was hard. Like, man. Like, he was an MC. Like, Is that where he got it from K-Dot? Did he get that from K-Dot? Did he get that Like, dude, like, but who going to mess with me? Man, like, I think, like, who going to stop me, huh? Like, and, like, and Kanye has always talked about how much he's loved Bowie. And and it's like, I know that they probably met and, you know, conversed a few times. And Bowie's probably pulled a lot of inspiration from him as well. You know, it's like, dude, the dude's just, I'm going to pull my own cord. I'm going to start writing, like. I'm gonna start writing something, and like really gonna put like I'm gonna put my card on a certain date. That way, just it all makes sense. And if if, if I'm if I'm like an hour past, <laughs> screws the whole thing. It up. screws the whole thing up. <laughs> <laughs> it's in vain. Yeah, it's like man, I, I my whole life is in vain now. <laughs> yeah, it's like damn it. <laughs> all right, we'll get to my clip. My clip is from the last song on the album, called "I Can't Give Everything Away." It uh, like we already talked about it. It's actually it's his final piece. It's his last song on his last album. That we know about, because he, you know, they might still have, they might unreleased know. tracks, a la Kendrick Lamar. We we're talking about untitled, earlier. unmastered too. Mm-hmm. Oh. But uh, anyway, I'm just gonna play my clip. Here we go.
such a powerful, powerful just message that he had right there. And yeah. doesn't his voice kind of fade away after that, too? And that's what I took out of that song. As the song's ending, his lyrics, is he just yeah. gets like further and further away from the mic, and he's just yeah. like, oh. And yeah. that's where the harmonica comes in from mm-hmm. one of his old songs that he gets in there, which Bowie sampling himself is Pretty badass. Like, oh, I was, yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Oh, I yeah. can draw from 50 years of stuff, so what you got? Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <dude>, right. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because even like his, that second verse, he says, like, seeing more and feeling less, saying no but meaning yes, this is all I ever meant. That's the message that I sent. Like, Again, past tense. Past tense. Like, it's he like. He was foretelling his own death. death which man. That would, that, by him putting this song as the last song, made it that much more powerful. Yeah. You know, because he's saying, I can't give everything away. He can't give his music anymore. Mm-hmm. And he, literal, like, you can't give anything away, yeah. you know? When if you think about, well, the boundaries he pushed to and changed, he's like, I got nothing left. I pushed a lot of boundaries. I changed a lot of things. I guess I'm, I guess I'm done. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Overall thoughts. Let's oh rate it. God. Let's do it. All right. Slaps on the scale. Giving it 3.8. 3.8 on the slaps. Malcolm, I'm giving it four. Nice. I'm giving it four. Like if if not more, I think probably I I feel like it's gonna be one of those that like the more I listen to it, I'm just gonna be like the slap count's gonna go up. Yeah, yeah. Corbin, the best ones always do that. Yeah. I'm gonna totally. give it a four point two slaps. There you go. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly where I'm at. Yeah, yeah. four point two. Four point two. I, I want to give that four point five, but I want to listen to it more, and I want to I want to delve deeper into yeah. David Bowie as well because I, I wasn't a big David Bowie fan as well. Like there's the songs that I like, the tracks that I like, but I want to. I want to know where more of where he's coming from. Yeah, because yeah, then you understand the album better. Because if you go through a catalog and you say, "Okay, he's here, he's transitioning here," then you'll get the final transition of where he at probably a little bit better. True. So I'm at four point two two. So we're probably overall about a four. Oh yeah, yeah. four out of five. That's a pretty good album. Oh, dude, it's a great album. Definitely worth it's checking a great out. Album. But again, like Grimes last week, you got to listen to it more than once. You, you listen to it once, you're gonna be like, "Wow, that's awkward and weird." <laughs> but that's what Bowie is. He's yeah. awkward and weird. <laughs> exactly. But then you appreciate the awkwardness and the weirdness. Oh yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. So. Getting into the list, guys. Yes. Uh, I'm going to slow this down. So, uh, d- d- you know. Uh, get into your Barry White. Voice. I need to get into Barry White. Yeah, baby. Uh, uh, I, 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 I should have sent Corb, you know, like some, some smooth Isaac Hayes uh, to, to talk over. We're going to talk we about the We do have the intro. Do we? Yes. Oh, God. Stand by. That kiss on my list is in there for you, Corbin. I knew it. I knew it was there. So the list, what we do every week, we pick something, and we give our top three, whatever the subject is. This week, who wants to unveil this list? You know, this week, we're going to slow things down. We're going to talk about the beats for the sheets. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Young ladies, if you're listening. uh, Women, if you're listening. Men as well, you know. uh, I need you to take advice from us. Let us know. We're going to get you right, but you'll get right. So you can give that act right. So you can give that act right. It Y'all doing right. this right about now? Oh, right about oh, now. Yeah. Oh, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You, you know what I'm talking about, Corbin? I know what oh, you're talking yeah, yeah. about. I'm picking up what you put down. Let's get into these lists. <laughs> yeah, who, who wants right. to go first, gentlemen? I will go first, and I will do it in a regular voice. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we're, we're talking beats for the sheets. Yeah, man. We're, we're, we, are, we are ranking the best songs for you and your significant other. To you get know, down. To get, get down. down. 
But James has a, you know, he's got sexy voice as it is. Oh, it so is. He's exactly. cool. he, you don't yeah. have to do it. I, I was kind of going to rely on that. He knows. He knows. No, anyways, so top three beats for the sheets for me. So this start with really, number three. Start with yeah, number three. Okay, so number three. Um, I could. I we we were talking about this. Let we could have we could have all picked at least. Let me just pause you because this is a surprise. Like when we don't know anybody else's list no, too. No, so you're don't. learning them as we're learning them. Sorry, right, James. Right. Continue, Perfect. please. Yeah. Okay. So number three, uh, "Poppin'" by Chris Brown. I'm not sure. Oh. If, I'm not sure too many people oh. here have heard that, <laughs> but that was off his debut album, yeah. and just that song right there is just so like just slow and just nasty and just the man it was it was when back was when chris 16? brown hadn't completely lost his mind yet yeah oh, okay and he yeah. made that song and it man uh yeah i so chris brown popping oh, really love checking song. it out i haven't heard that song oh, i don't yeah. think so i gotta put that down on my list oh you're gonna love that one. yeah you, you, you really gotta check that one out nice uh, number two between the sheets isley brothers that's a classic oh, song yeah. right classic. there. The classic. big yeah. papa sample. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, you need that. Yeah, no, I love just that song. Just the beat, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, oh, yeah. And then Done. number one, I'm In It by Kanye West. <laughs> really? Okay. Wow. I, was to, I was trying to get. I that's messed up. Strictly for James. Yeah. Like, I messed up. I messed up. I meant to get a cut of like that audio, like of the of the horn just blaring, and I wanted Corbin to like fire it right as I announced I'm in it. Yes. Damn, your lips very soft. <laughs> oh. So if you ever hear this around James' West. room, you know what's going down. You know man. what's happening. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, you do, man. Damn, your lips very soft. As, As I turn, turn my bathwater off. <laughs> and to turn your bathwater on. Okay, oh, anyways, anyways, anyways. Oh, that's oh, wow. wow. So, yeah, okay. so I'm in it, Kanye West. Those are my top three. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, those are my top three. <laughs> very nice. Very nice list. All right, I'll go second. Why oh not? Oh, my God. I'm so weak at that. I'm sorry. I know. That's a surprise. That's a good curveball. I would not have expected that. I was yeah. not yeah. expecting that, but that's yes. I went straight that's up good. R&B. I kept it simple. I grew up in the 90s R&B era, so I kept it just like that. Number three, though, I'll give a shout-out to my wifey. Our wedding song is number three, Whitney Houston's My Love Is Your Love. It's just a beautiful, Ooh. beautiful, beautiful song. You can dance to. You can do some other things, too. You know how it goes. And then straight up, <laughs> number two, this song just, yes. If this is on, I'm ready. TLC's Red Light Special. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Yes. And I was always feeling T-Balls, and I was always feeling chilly. Mm. Chilly, so, man. Oh, chilly. Oh, yeah. Bruh. So that Bruh. helps that song, too. That vid- oh, Anyways. Yes. And number one on Rob's Beats for the Sheets, <laughs> R. Kelly's Your Body's Calling Me. Oh, <laughs> Killing yes. it with that song. Yes. Killing it with that song. Yes, yes, yes. Pod Dude, Piper, man. The Pod Piper of R&B. Like, yeah, uh, and, and just, like... Regardless of his personal life, yeah, that's the song, the music. Yeah. You throw that out, but the music is yeah. necessary for that's, your life. That's why we can forget about his personal life exactly, so much. Exactly, because his yeah. songs are so good. The songs resonate so well. Oh my god! Just that, oh, just yeah. right there. Just uh, oh yeah, just makes you wanna. That's it. Uh, just grab, just grab your lover. Exactly. You know, grab your lover. Cause it's going down it's tonight. Going down tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hear you calling, baby. <laughs> oh yes. Number oh, one. Yes. Numero uno. Good, good pick. Yeah, I knew number one. As soon as he decided this was the list, that was easy oh, number one. Oh, my God. Yep. That's been Dude. my number one since whatever came out, 95, 96, whatever. I don't even know like if I could top that. I don't know. Is it, Corbin, your turn? I can go next if you want. Your turn. Go I ahead. I kind of want to give you guys curveballs just because I like oh, to do please that. Please do. Please do. Uh, so I, I have a... L- you know, I have a lot of playlists for this kind of thing. <laughs> I don't know why, but Do I'm just you? saying I got. It. So I went off to one of my first playlists that I made for the beats for the sheets, <laughs> and um, I went with uh, these three songs. Number three, uh, you know, this is yeah. I didn't want to go all time. I kind of this is more recent stuff. 
I'm going to say in the last 10 years. So okay. For you guys, that's probably new. So anyway, my first one, and number three is Disclosure, Help Me Lose My Mind. Ooh, oh, yeah. Very soulful track, yes. very moody, very chill. Uh, number two, one of my personal favorite bands of all time, Radiohead. And it's off of their album that they released uh, to the people. They didn't release it on Spotify. They didn't release it anywhere. Oh, it's yeah. Called all, uh, the album was In Rainbows, and the song is All I Need. Very, very good track. It's about, uh, about unrequited love, and it's very deep, uh, very, very meaningful to uh, Tom York. But mm. my number one, you know, I want to get this, I want to get this, up here. Hang on one second. I got it up here. Ooh, ooh. So you're, yeah. See, I just equate 90s R&B to getting down. You obviously, See, you re- have a much broader playlist. I wanted to go really broad. So I saw this band in 2006. I didn't really know much about them. And the bass just blew my mind away. Uh, this is Massive Attack. <laughs> a massive Attack song is Angel. I'm just going to get a little clip right here of Angel. Please here we do. go. Very beats for the sheets. Yes. Very slow. But I, one- yeah, I just picture lights off, maybe one candle lit. <laughs> just wait till you slow hear Slow motion. Voice. You got to hear her voice. So good. I might have to fast forward it because it takes a little bit. It's, it's a long song, oh, get, six get minutes, to it 20 real seconds. Quick. Get to it real quick. Killer bass line, though. Yeah, Groove, I'm really loving that. That's I'm doing this live, so I'm trying to get scrubbed quick. It's all part of the fun. I love this. What, what, what's this called again? Angel by uh, Massive Attack. It's off an album that came out in 1998, uh, Mezzanine. One of their quintessential albums to listen to. Maybe yeah, they were big for a minute. They had a couple moments in the sun. Maybe something in uh, for homework one of these days. I'll give that to you. Uh-huh. Please do. Yeah, that, that was great. Yeah, see, that's why it's important, too, to try to listen to some of these, too, because you, you Massive Attack, I never would have put that together. But, yeah, that that gets you in a groove, man. Well, no, those no doubt. bass lines and, you know, when you're doing your thing and you mm-hmm. feel those bass, you're going to move to the bass. Yep. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah. And that's okay. what, that's a take-your-time kind of kind of song right. right there. That's what I'm getting out of that. Take <laughs> right, your time. that tiptoe, yeah. creep to the sheets. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Anyways. All right. Well, now we got to so, give it to Malcolm. Malcolm's howdy. turn. Howdy, howdy. Okay. Beats for the sheets, baby. So this one was hard. Cause, uh, <laughs> We're talking about Beats for the Sheets. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's difficult. <laughs> very, very, very difficult <laughs> to put this list together. Because for the Beats with the Sheets, uh, the women know uh, I have a very extensive playlist um, of Beats with the Sheets. So to narrow it down to a top three was very, very hard. However, um, my number three, I, I don't know how many, of, like, how many people would really like get this one but it's like it's like one of my favorite love songs favorite these are the sheet songs uh florasia by taylor mcfarren 
Um, that's one of those. Ooh. Yeah, it, it 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 it's very 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 like a oh like you I. Played- you played that the other day, yeah. Very like sold out, very pretty type stuff. Yeah, it's super pretty. And and Taylor McFerrin, he's an artist off the Brain Feeder, like Flying Lotuses uh, right. label and all that stuff. Amazing. Number two, going Isley Brothers, but I'm doing Voyage to Atlantis. Nice. Oh yes, nice. Like that that is necessary. And my number one, I'm gonna throw it up to Michael Jackson. Oh, okay. off of his Invincible album. Oh, slept on album. Very slept on. I'm going with the song Butterflies. Woo! That is my number one beats for the sheets. This is like, uh, again, like you say, this is one of the most overlooked Michael oh, songs. This man. is in my top five. Got that Michael Goosebumps. Right top five Michael songs? Hold up, let's just let him, uh, let's just let him sing it out right here. What'd he say? I'm sorry, like, you sneak this on to any Beats of the Sheets playlist, you are getting whatever you want. <laughs> oh, Michael. Michael just has that effect. Oh, dude, Michael has that effect. You, like, you, you can put on a few by that, Jack Cuts. That's but, that like, type of song gets you to pay a girl rent. Yeah. Dude. There's a lot of songs that I'm, because, like, even, like, my, my other one, like, I was going to do it, uh, that was Break It Dawn off the same album. Oh, man. And it's like, like, that's one of those, it's just like, oh, Again. man. Again. Man. Honorable totally mention. slept on Invincible. album. Totally slept oh, on album. Dude. Honorable Even mention, the pop though. song, Rock My World. Oh, oh, that's one. Of, oh. That's a top five. That's a top five yep. song. I, I will throw that there. Yeah. Honorable mention goes to Freak Me by Silk. They can't, yes. they can't go wrong with that. One of the best music videos. Oh, yeah. I literally just, you, well, you sent it to us the other day. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I remember yeah. this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I but, love it. Like, try to pimp on ladies with a high top fade. Like, it's it, it, beautibous. Beautibous times. Yes. Heck yes. So there's our list. Oh, man. Beats it, for the Sheets, but baby. But keeping the same tone of Beats for the Sheets, homework time, per James of the United States. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is where my deep voice comes in. Maxwell. <laughs> Don't get into any trouble while mommy and daddy are gone. We're going to get in some trouble with this album. Oh, We're going to get in some trouble with this album. Oh, boy. Okay, James of the United States, your pick. Why did you pick this album? All right, so I picked uh, Maxwell, Maxwell's Urban Hang Suite. I think that was the full name of his album, you know, mm-hmm. like Tribe Called Quest. <laughs> hey, you have to say A, Tribe. Right, yes. right. Yeah, so Maxwell's Urban Hang Suite. Uh, I chose this album just because I was trying to think of something that wouldn't be too obvious for me, you know, not, not anything Kanye or Tyler Creator or Pharrell, but, uh, but I, I don't know. I wanted to get something that was overlooked, but I knew was a great body of work and needed to be, like, made more relevant and so yeah so i came up with uh maxwell's debut album came out in 96 it's actually turning 20 years old wow. uh on april 2nd so coming up wow, wow. yeah straight That's up crazy. album's turning 20 so uh maxwell's urban hang suite i really love this album uh my clip off that album was actually uh was sweet lady which was one of the last tracks Ooh. on the album i never thought myself a kind of guy the kind of man that would ever 
God. The way <laughs> that he testify. lets that vocal like trail off at the end, oh, like yeah. that last note, he lets it like trail off into the chorus. Oh my God, I love when artists do that. So yeah, so I really love that. I really love that part. And also just because of the way, man, Maxwell's vocal ability is so overlooked as well, man. Like it he is. was singing on that thing it just now. Is, and I think man. I think the way that like his voice really meshes up, like with that beat and like those thunderous, like those claps or whatever, and how mm-hmm. they're like really faded out. I think mm-hmm. I just really love that verse specifically. He has incredible falsetto, falsetto. Oh control. yes, like that falsetto and the way he <laughs> lets that ring. Yeah, it is like he is so like I, he's quintessential R and B. Yeah, and he's very very slept on. Yeah, like because he's still making amazing music. Because I even loved his uh, his uncut project and uh, uh, what was the what was the album that uh, Pretty Wings was on? Oh, Black Summer's Night. Black. Dude. And that was incredible. That had bad habits on it. Yes, which, uh, man. Okay, Maxwell. Anyway, well, y'all, is, y'all get to y'all clips. He is one of the quintessential guys, if you want to know what Neo Soul is. Yeah. He's yeah. he uh-huh. one of the, the founders, founders of Neo Soul. I don't know if you call him a founder, but he's one of the one of the three artists that I think of that are Neo Soul to me is him, Badu, Maxwell, Badu, and, and D'Angelo. D'Angelo. Mm-hmm. There it goes no right doubt. there. No oh, doubt. Man. You know what stuck out to me about this album? A lot of things, but uh, speaking of his voice, you got to talk about his voice. Mm-hmm. He uses it in different ways to convey different emotions. So he yes. sings different ways. And this is an album, this is a concept album. Whereas it starts, it hooks you right in with that instrumental track. Number one, mm-hmm. oh, welcome yeah. is what it is. Like, which, welcome to the, the, the suite. That, that's which actually, is actually my clip. <laughs> I was wondering yes. if one of us was going to pick that. Wait, okay, so, so, yeah, let's get a so sample. Is it of that. the instrumental or is it welcome? Because welcome to no. the second track, oh, well, Urban Yeah, yeah. Urban I, I yeah, did, yeah. I did the theme. instrumental. Okay. I know it doesn't hey. have his voice because his voice is actually the most powerful thing. But that the, instrumental is just as powerful. The, yeah. the, the way I saw this album was that it's 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 a full piece. You know, it's it's a whole concept. It starts with you're hanging out, you're chilling, you're listening to this song, and then it gets into I'm falling in love, and then it gets real deep in the middle, and then it kind of tails off. So it's like it starts really poppy, and it gets really slow towards the end. So I wanted to give you that feel of how it starts. So here we go. to get that sax in there. Yeah. Be on beats to the sheets, right yeah, here. No, no, I was yeah, like, right. you know, actually, I'm, I'm reneging my whole list. Like, <laughs> my list just goes to Maxwell. Oh, Maxwell. Hey, just the whole album. Oh, just playing this album. Because yeah, I like the journey. Because this is the way I interpreted the journey. Was that he's like, you know, starts. He meets a girl, and the girl's kind of not feeling him, yeah, not paying him right. any attention. So she he starts singing about that. Checking me. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then they have that moment, and it's like, all right, this is going to happen. But then that moment ends. Like after the real super romantic till the cops come knocking, which we know he's oh. talking about, right? He, we're gonna that get was gonna it down. One of my beats for the sheets, but I was like, oh no, I know there was yeah. so many on this album you could have oh, put in there. Man. But then it's like the the relationship ends. So I don't know if it was just a sexual affair or whatever. And he's mm-hmm. like, where are you going? Where are you going? But then they have reunion. So yeah. it, so it encompasses this whole yeah. arc because we all have been there where you like the girl or whoever and the girl doesn't like you back yeah. and you're like yo do you like me do you like me come on give me a sign and you're yeah. not sure what to do that's oh, yeah. like the first She's three just... songs on this album right it's right. like I don't know what to do I don't know what to do and then it happens and then she runs away so to speak or you know whatever happens and then it's back and you're like ah and then you know in what's the last line in Sweet Lady? I think it's Will You Marry Me, the last actual yeah. lyric. Uh-huh. So it yeah. ends on that note. So it's literally the encompassing of this entire yeah. relationship. And yeah. I was like, wow. I said to James earlier, to me, this is a perfect album. 
Yeah. There is not one weak spot on this album there, at there, all. There really isn't. At there all. There really is not. And the cool thing about it is this is one of those albums where it's like, it's not just meant for beats for the sheets. Like, it's kind of like. You can just have this just with your you homies, like, have, kicking it. Yeah, man. Like, it's like, like Ascension is just, like, amazing oh, song, man. man. And it's like, I have, I have one of the, oh, my God, I have this, like, this house mix of this song that, like, I, I put into a lot of my mixes, man. And it just knocks. Like, it, it's, it's one of those albums, like, I mean, of That's course. That's Rob's clip, too. Rob's oh, Ascension. what part? Oh, Let's, find out. Let's, Let's find out. Let's find out. single one of us again is bobbing our heads and singing uh-huh. yes. <laughs> like in synchronization that i i haven't we recorded episode two a week ago like last thursday yeah. i went home after james gave us the homework i i listened to the album i could not i still cannot get that particular song out of my oh, head i am singing man. it constantly in my head <laughs> almost all day that's why i picked that song because that's oh, that man. moment he realizes this oh, yeah. This person is, is, is my jam, yeah. whatever. Like, and I, you know, I've had that moment like yep. with my wife, and I was like, and I, you know, the cool thing is not to be all super romantic, but Maxwell's a super romantic. Yeah, I keep having those moments with my wife. So this song's making me think about her. Like, in the pre- I appreciate you get older, and you, you know, your relationship, whatever. But I keep finding new things to appreciate about yeah. her, and that's what you're the highest of the high. Yeah. And I was like, that's the line that and just that's spoke the thing. to me. Like, this album almost makes you, if you don't believe in love. Yeah. This album will make you believe yep. in love. You know what I'm saying? Like, because like it's one of those things where I don't think I've exactly had those same feelings. But it's like, it's a perfect album because I was put there. Right. Like listening to this album, I, I was like, dang, like have I had a crush like this before? Like, but I feel it. You're still Maxwell, young. You're still young. Makes you want to believe in yeah. love. Oh, dude, yeah. he does. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, where is my highest of the high? Yeah. <laughs> like I, be- oh my god. But like, he, but after Ascension, he gets into this really amazing song. Dance oh, with that was gonna be awesome. One of my other clips, and that like, it, it, and, I, and I tell you, because it's kind of like I like I like it because for me, like I'm, I'm I'll, I'll say it, like I'm a flirt. I'm I'm no games, but I'm definitely a flirt, right? And so it's like after you acknowledge, like you're the highest of the high. I love the honeymoon phase, mm-hmm. and dance with me is like the, it is the embodiment of I like want all of your. Attention. I want all of your attention, baby girl. Come here, let's dance. Well, you know where dancing leads up to. Well, exactly. Till the cops come come (laughs) on. Like, they're trying to fight that urge. I can't can't take it no longer. Gotta do it. I gotta do it. Perfect length too, like oh, six minutes. I need six minutes oh, of this. Like, bruh, yes, bruh. it is yes. cool because it, it's very like it's, like I said, as a as a flirt, and I think as a man in general, and, and this is where like I'm gonna, I can only speak exclusively from from a man perspective in this. Of course, especially because it's Maxwell, but at the same time, it's like there's nothing better than the chase. The chase makes it so worth it, and, and it's like, and you can probably attest to this where it's like, you know, you acknowledge your wife as the highest of the high, and it's like you you almost you continue to want to chase her. Mm-hmm. Like you have her, you have the yeah. you have the ring on it. But at the end of the day, it's like that feeling of like I still got everything to prove to you. Yeah, right. I still want to chase. And like I, I like it, it's the relationships are no good when the, when the chase is over. But it's like every day 
I want to prove to you, like, girl, I want to groove with you. Mm-hmm. I want to vibe with you. Like, I, I want to groove this with song you, on and groove with you. And just groove <laughs> with you. Like, this is one of those songs where it's like, I can't play this at my wedding. Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> that's the best time to play these kinds no, of songs. No, it's at not. Because play I'm Ascension. Not even pregnant. Play Ascension. Yeah, You're good. Exactly. Because <laughs> the guest's going to have to leave yeah. if Dance With Me comes on. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. <laughs> First dance. Y'all got to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Y'all going to have to go. I'm sorry. This, this is going to get real personal on the dance floor real quick. I just can't do that. I, lo- I love that song. Man, it's it's, but it's the perfect embodiment of that, like of that chase, that honeymoon phase, where it's like you're trying to feel it out, and yep. it's amazing. And, yep. Oh and that's I just I I want to just listen to this album over, and I don't know oh. why I slept on it. That's why I love that you brought this up as homework, James, because I didn't I missed it. I don't know. I didn't pay attention to same it. Same here. Same yep. here. I I once I heard Ascension again. Yeah. For, see, for like the re-listen, Re-clicked. I was like. Oh, oh I, wa- yep. I wanted to buy this album as a kid all the time, and I was like, I'd even go to the record store and look at it, like, do I want to buy this? And I put it down. I'm like, I don't, Dude, have, I don't have 16 yeah. bucks to buy this yeah. right now. Back in CDs, <laughs> yeah. used to cost 16.99. Yeah, yeah. especially in Las Vegas, New, uh, New Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> and there was only one record store. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, what yeah, I mean. Yeah, There's no competition definitely. to drive the price down. You have a Best Buy in a uh, Circuit City back in the day. Shout out, <laughs> oh, shout out to Sound, shout out to Circuit City. Yeah. Shout out to Sound Fanatic. In Is that what it was? Las Vegas, New Mexico. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah, I go in there, and the guy hated me because I just go in there and. Just browse through CDs, and I would never buy <laughs> anything. You know what? If you're a, a young 20-year-old right now, and I appreciate James and Malcolm being as young as they are, there's a, something special about going to a record store oh, and just digging in the crates, man. Absolutely. Just something special about it. There, like you know, even like, if you don't buy anything, yeah, even if you don't, like it's still better, especially like when you when you can preview it and you can look at it and like it's it, like it feel when when you when you buy and you go to the record store and you actually buy an album, it's like it's the ultimate ownership. Yeah, being able to hold music, yeah, like just that idea is so like mm-hmm. it changes it. your relationship with Absolutely. music. It does. Yeah, it doesn't really, because being able to just click favorite or add to music or I- anything on any streaming site, it's kind of. It's almost a passive song. Yep. It's a passive listen. Yep. You know, like e- even when I buy an album off, off iTunes or, or or whatever, it's like it's not the same right. digitally. Right. It's exactly. like, but like like when when you have that CD in your car or you have that vinyl like sitting in your record player, it, it, and you're holding that music, you're like, I'm really attached to this. Exactly. And for some reason, like the pl- you you don't play it out as quick. Exactly. It, it's something that like oh yeah. Well, with vinyl, you're forced, but. If you buy an album on vinyl, then you, then you better love every song on it. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true, because you're going to have to listen to it, because otherwise oh, yeah, you're sitting there moving the needle, and you're like, come on. Oh, man. So let's go around overall impressions of this album. I'm obviously giving it a five out of five. I'm giving it a perfect score. I love it. I want to listen to it all the time. I just I feel everything he's saying in the song. And, you know, I haven't had heartbreak in a long time. Yeah. I've felt that heartbreak. Yeah. I felt that love. And it's the way he uses his voice. It's the way he writes his words, too, mm-hmm. like the specific words yeah. that he uses in those jazzy and those funky, all that stuff combined together just make this an album that takes you on an emotional journey yeah. that very few musicians can ever pull off, especially on one album. Right. True. I'm True. giving this 69 stars out of five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, Beef of the Sheets. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was waiting for somebody to bring that up. I knew somebody to drop a 69 in there. <laughs> you need to be done. It needs yeah. to be done. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give it a 300. <laughs> I'll take your 69. Yeah, I'll, take your, I'll take your 69 to raise you 300. Yeah. Uh, dude, like, it's a perfect album. Like, I don't, it's five it out is. of five. It, mm-hmm. it's full score. I'm giving it 4.8. I'm All not right. going to give okay. it a five. That's yes. fine. Corbin, come out here and let's fight right now. It's on. Yes. Bring it on. It's on. <laughs> I didn't want to give it that five yet. 
I'm still holding out on those fives. Hey, Listen to no, it again. I, I completely feel you on that. I, but I, I love this album. Yeah, it's good, a, it, good it's choice. Amazing. It's amazing. Are y'all ready for your homework for next week? Yeah. Let's my do turn. It. Lay it on. Episode Bro. number four. I'm Let's gonna go, go pop album. All right. I'm gonna go it. big pop album though. I'm gonna go Michael Jackson. Bad. Oh, mm. you ain't said nothing but a word. You ain't said nothing but a word. And Honestly, the, yeah. you said one word. There's, there's, oh. there's, what, there's very, several reasons of doing this. A lot of them are personal for me. Michael Jackson and I have told you guys why I love music. But the bad album, the follow-up, and the biggest album of all time. Mm. And Michael had something to say. Yeah. So I want to hear what you guys think of what Michael had to say. Mm. And did he deliver on those messages? Because Michael had a lot of stuff going on in his life, 86, 87, when this album's recorded. Mm-hmm. People are saying he's weird, and this, all this personal stuff started to come out. And it wasn't like the child stuff yet. That, it was like he's sleeping with Elephant Man and, you know, sleeping in a bubble or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all that's part of the song. Also, Michael, his skin started to change. Mm-hmm. So there's some messages in there about that. Oh, yeah. Oh, Plus, yeah. it's just a, I mean, we all know the album. Yep. But go listen to the whole album. Especially that visual treatment, too. Yes. With, with, with Scorsese. Scor- yes. Young Scorsese. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Right. Young Scorsese. Non-gray-haired Scorsese. Ooh, <laughs> yes. Oh, man, I'm telling you, we, we might almost have to dedicate the whole episode to, to I'm bad. Ex- I'm excited to go dig through my CDs because I have this thing. Nice. Oh, yes. oh, yeah. Go. Oh, nice. Yeah. And, of course, the other thing is this comes out before these two Gentlemen, James and Malcolm were born. Oh man! But oh yeah, Corbin, you were just a baby. I was just a baby, but yeah. I still have this on CD. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, you, I'll raise you one better. I got these music videos on Laserdisc. <laughs> wow, <laughs> dude, that's probably worth some coin right now. Dude, oh, it's it, it, look, it, it and like, it's the it's the it's one of the short film, right? Yes, yeah. The, yeah. Uh, okay, the, the short films. Laserdisc, uh, though. Moonwalker. Oh yeah, do they still Laser make. Do anybody have a Laserdisc player? My dad. No. Nice. Like, like, I go back home, like, we have the original Star Wars on Laserdisc. Like, we have, like, my dad has, like, a massive, like, and, and he keeps it right in the vinyl collection, but, oh, man, like, Laserdisc. Oh, yeah. I'll bring some in. All right. Yeah. You can do it now. So, next week, what we're going to do, that homework, Michael Jackson's Bad, an album everybody should love. Oh. Oh, it's so good. I'm so excited to hear what you guys I'm say about so it. so ready. Yep. And Corbin will be at South by Southwest, so he's going a couple mm-hmm. of days from now. So, episode four, which we're recording, you know, a few few days or so when corbin comes back we'll get a whole report about what he did oh man i'm excited the legal stuff anyways <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about oh, yeah i don't either i just meant you know no, other tell, people there tell us all of the illegal things please. <laughs> <laughs> on that note we got to get out of here my name is rob hunter appreciate you joining us i'm james white james of the united states you already know what it is to my left your boy malcolm alexander and this is corbin saying goodbye Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.